Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Support the podcast on Patreon by joining the It's All Cobblers To Me fan club. Every month, you'll receive access to exclusive bonus content, such as our Meet the Staff series, hear our player interviews before anyone else, and be invited to regular meetups. By joining the fan club, you'll be helping us to continue our sponsorship of NTFC women's player Abby Bruin and enable us to keep the podcast and all our other content going to the high standards you expect. To join the fan club, go to patreon.com forward slash cobblers to me. Brain again, and he's got it! Gavin was closing in. Oh, Gavin has scored! Abdul Osman against Brad Jones to put Liverpool out of the cup and not that to three! Hello and welcome to a special episode of It's All Cobblers to Me. Thanks very much for listening. Um, Obviously, lots of stuff has gone on in the last week or so around Northampton Town Football Club. Uh, Not least of all, we've started winning. But it's more off-the-field matters that we're interested in on today's episode. So, just to get us started off, I thought, let's get Neil in. Let's have a chat, have a quick one-two about the the old season ticket debate. Obviously, we didn't cover it on this week's main podcast because me and Neil started nattering on about other matters, didn't we, Neil? And we ran out of time. Yeah, we did, mate. We did, yeah. We got carried away, didn't we? Little bit, just I think I think it was a, a rush of blood to the head having won four one at the weekend. Uh, it kind of it papered over the cracks a little bit, didn't it? I think in terms of for everyone because social media was uproar on Friday, and then twenty four hours later, everybody seemed to be happy as Larry again. He's uproar at the minute for me with that bloody referee from the Charlton game. <laughs> oh. Well, we won't. We won't because I'll get angry and annoyed. Yeah, same. And- <laughs> yeah, sorry. I'm already getting angry. <laughs> I can see it in your eyes. We're recording oh, yeah. this on Zoom and I can see Neil just... There's a you vein. Know, you usually see my angry eyes. <laughs> <laughs> There's a song in there from the 90s somewhere. <laughs> uh, <laughs> um, so to discuss basically what the season ticket offering was, and if you've not heard it, to be fair, um, I should probably tell you, but essentially... The, uh, the way it works, the breakdown is, is that anybody that bought a season ticket for this year, there's there's a few options 
that the club have now come out and stated that that you can choose from. The first one being a donation. So basically, you just tell the club that you're happy for them to keep the money that you've paid and there's no further action, so to speak, on your side of things. Uh, Stand on that, Charles. Yes. You should jump in. (laughs) One thing, I've gone already. One thing which really annoyed me was on the email communications from the club, on, on that communications about if you want to donate your money, you don't need to do anything at all. However, please do email us. And it was like, oh, you're telling me you don't need to do anything at all, but you do need to email in. Mm. It was, it's just like, come on. Anyway, sorry. That's <laughs> all right. You could see where this is going to go, can't you? Um, so, yeah. And with the, if you decide to do the donation and go down that route, then what will happen is that the, a special kit for the 125th anniversary will be produced and your name will be embroidered into that shirt. Um you could choose to have a credit. So supporters will apply a credit of approximately 40% off the cost of uh, 2021-22 season ticket. Um, or you can have a refund for the same approximate percentage. Those are essentially the three options that were laid out. We'll, of course, probably go into a little bit more detail in regards to those three options as we go through this episode. However, to kind of help us along, we thought it would be good to go and get a couple of different opinions to what myself and Neil and Danny and Chesie as well might have. We tend to find that the four of us were pretty similar in our opinions on a lot of things when it comes to the cobblers. And we didn't want to just bring you a show that was basically just us sort of all agreeing with each other. Um, so we went out and we found two other Cobblers fans. Yes, there are more than four of us. Uh, and uh, we've asked them to come on the show. So let me welcome and introduce you, first of all, to Leeds United fan, Mike Fuller. How are you doing, Mike? You okay? Yep, great. Thank you. I thought you were going to get that in, but nice. You got it out of the way early. Thanks, Charles. Oh, that, that's perfectly fine, Leeds United fan, Mike Fuller. You're very <laughs> welcome. Uh, and we've got Matt Sammons from Cobblers Vlogs as well. How are you, Matt? You okay? Yeah, good. Thank you. Thanks for having me on. Um, you could probably call me Liverpool fan, Matt Sams, as well, because I'm sat here and I've got a Liverpool bang clock behind me as well. So I'll uh, I'll take that stick. I had clocked it, Matt, to be honest. So don't <laughs> worry, it's all been noted. Was that clocked or clopped? <laughs> <laughs> oh dear uh i probably will edit that out or leave it in so you can all see my stupidity uh <laughs> so just to clarify both of you are season ticket holders um we haven't got you under here under any uh you know guys pretending to be a season ticket holder or otherwise neil you are also a season ticket holder and i am not but there you go. There's always got to be one, hasn't there? Uh, it doesn't make you any less of a fan. Um, so let's get down to it. Mike, what was your reaction initially when you first saw the communication from the club last week? Okay, so initial reaction then, and, and it did slightly change, which I guess we can get to, but I, I'd have put myself on the content side of the argument. I, I don't think anybody would describe themselves as happy because that's a difficult one, isn't it? But content, I I paid for my season ticket fully expecting not to get to any games this season. And when the announcement came out and when the details were provided, there was the offer of some money. There was, you know, the offer of some discount next season. And then there was a sort of out there offer of, you know, name on the shirt and chance to be you know part of the 125th year 
celebration. So, yeah, content, I guess, would be a good word to describe how I felt. And you, Matt, what was your reaction? Um, I wasn't particularly happy. Um, I'd had quite a nice sort of Friday afternoon. I'd finished all my work and stuff and, you know, was looking forward to kind of getting back to a bit more normality. Um, and then that popped up and I was like, oh, great. Well, this is just, you know, what's going on here? Um, I'll probably just go back to the tweet that I put out saying this is, you know, typical cobblers. Um, I thought that every season ticket holder should have a right to have their name on the shirt, whether they, you know, refund or not. And I guess we'll kind of get into that a bit more later. Um but I kind of said, for those who can afford it, it's great. And for most, it's a letdown. Um, so, yeah, that was my kind of reaction to it. I was a bit sort of shocked, um, particularly with the shirt thing. But again, I've kind of changed my mind a little bit. But initially, I wasn't particularly pleased by it. Okay. Well, let's just dig into that a little bit. The shirt seems to be the thing that, for you, Matt, was initially the most annoying part. What, what exactly was it that you didn't like? Um, I think it was the fact that you've basically, the club are basically, I think, kind of tricking you into donating to have your name on the shirt because you're you're donating, what, so if you, if, let's just say the £230 is, is what you paid for your iFollow, you're donating maybe 150 quid, probably maximum, um, to have your name stitched in a shirt, which you'll still have to pay 70 quid for or whatever it's going to cost when it comes out. Um, and it's probably gonna, only going to cost the club maybe 50p to, to stitch a name onto a shirt. And I think for that amount of money, I think that's quite harsh. And I think for someone um, who maybe has supported the club for, you know, and had a season ticket for the last 20 years, which isn't me, um, obviously, um, I think that'd be really harsh if maybe they couldn't afford to, um, you know, donate that kind of money to have their name on a shirt. Um, so that's kind of my take on it in terms of the shirt thing. I think it's just, I think as a minimum, every season ticket holder, um, should have the option to um, put their name on the shirt um, regardless of money. So if, if you want to put the name on the shirt or, or do you not want to put the name on the shirt, you know, should should have been the question rather than you can put your name on the shirt if you donate. And if you don't donate, we don't want your name on the shirt, basically. Yeah, that that issue, of, I, I mean, let's call it what it what it's being called on social media, the guilt trip, mm. um, which... You know, I, I have to say that I, I have to agree with that. It does feel like there is an element of, um, I, I, I will probably say unintentional guilt tripping. Um, there will be arguments that say, no, it's definitely intentional. They're trying to get that and they are a business, so maybe it is. However, um, it was the one thing that for me kind of wrangled as well a little bit. I did sort of, I, I, see, the, I see the point, which is that, you know, if you've paid for your season ticket, and then not got to see any matches other than maybe the two, if you were lucky enough to get to, um, was it Doncaster and Lincoln, the two home games, mm-hmm. um, where there were 2,000 fans in? Um, that was not uh, a treat, by the way, getting to go to that. <laughs> <laughs> Especially not the Lincoln one. No. Uh, <laughs> um, but then you've had to watch the rest of them on iFollow. Um I mean, did you feel like that at all, Mike? Did you see it as being a guilt trip? Because, I mean... You know, essentially, you know, you may or may not be in a position where you can afford to just donate that money. Um, how, how did that make you feel? 
So it, it kind of got to me the more I thought about it. So, um, like I said a minute ago, the you know my initial reaction was you know content. You know we were we were going to get a bit of money back, and that was kind of unexpected. But then I I, I thought more about it. I, I read opinion on you know the the podcast Slack channel and social media as well, and you know my my opinion was kind of swayed. So I think the the forty percent discount part and the and the forty percent credit we could kind of put aside. Uh, because that's almost a given, isn't it? That there would be some money back, and that's great. Um, but the one thing that really grated me, I think, as Matt said, you know, as a season ticket holder that has supported the club over the last year financially, knowing there was going to be very little back, um, to be then told that you know you have to give us your money if you want this extra added bonus, if you want to call it, you know, a chance to be recognised, was a bit of a kick in the teeth. Um, the, the one bit that went, it slipped a bit under the radar until I read properly and saw it saw it written on social media as well, was the part around um, next season, you know, if you do donate your money and if you accept the offer to have your name on the shirt, you'll also be given priority access to games should we be under restricted capacity again. Um, so, you know, I, I remain content, but you know, in in my head, I mean, I, I have four season tickets for every member of my family, you know, the best part of £700. What one of the benefits of being a season ticket holder is you do get priority access to games, um, and they're being it was being kind of reprioritized with this uh, this guilt trip scenario, which did kind of get to me. So yeah, that's that did grate me a little bit. Yeah, it was something that I wasn't aware about. I'll, I'll be honest. So I was one of the supporters that was invited to go along and just give. Um, feedback opinion, if you like, um, to the club. They basically asked a few fans from a few different places. So the trust, um, there were representatives of the trust there. There were representatives of, well, I say representatives. There were representatives of the trust. Then there were fans that are members of uh, some Facebook groups. And then there was myself from the podcast. And when they they went through everything, they gave a bit of a, a a spiel at the beginning. I say they. James Whiting was on the call with Gareth Wilshire, and basically uh, James just introduced basically these options um, that we've talked about that you've all seen. Now I don't remember being told, and that's not to say that it didn't happen. It's just that I don't remember being told about this extra level of priority for the people that choose to donate their you know refund if you like um back for next year i mean i just don't remember that being something that was seen or heard or delivered to us in that meeting and it has been something that's been picked up on social media and i still have to say that i've not really uh, being perfectly honest i've not really looked a great deal into it but i do sort of think it does seem a bit strange and a bit odd that you would get that because at the end of the day if you're a season ticket holder that is you getting priority to attend matches whether it's regular home games in the league or it's having um cup priority so your seat is held for you until you buy the the ticket for the cup match as well and then also for any other big games if there's an all ticket away game let's say it's the derby at london road then season ticket holders get priority first dibs on buying tickets for the away game um adding in this extra layer just seems a bit for me it seems a bit overkill yeah what what it what it, what, what, it, what it does too is it um 
I mean, if I'm, you know, I've accepted it, I guess, but it, it may put people off that would renew a season ticket because of that part of the benefit. You know, a lot, a lot of people do they book season tickets one to, if you're going to go to every game it's better value but say you know theoretically you draw Leeds United away in the FA Cup um, but, or, or at home even <laughs> you know you, you, you get priority to those games and that is one of the benefits of a season ticket and that is is being you know martyred away as such isn't it as part of this deal you know you're losing that part I my opinion is it would be more sensible to have kept that part separate. Although um, James Whiting did respond to a tweet of mine saying that they were looking at ways of, of incentivising people to support the club to get, I don't think he actually said it, but they're looking to get the maximum income from this scenario, aren't they? As a, as a business, like you said, you know, that's natural. Yeah. And I completely understand why that they would do that. One thing that I, I remember I mentioned it as well as somebody else in the um, in the meeting that was had was about the guilt trip scenario about that and and you know somebody the other person that had mentioned it even turned around and said to James you've done this tonight already the very first thing that that was mentioned was that people have already emailed to say they don't want a refund or any kind of credit um, and while that is you know, absolutely fine and, and, and it's perfectly acceptable for people to choose to do that. And it's also acceptable, I will add, for the club to say that people are willing to do that and already willing to do that. But it does come across as, to some people, as though it, it, you should do that too. I mean, did you feel like that at all, Matt, yourself? Absolutely, yeah. I think it comes back to also the loyalty thing I kind of mentioned earlier. If you've been a season ticket holder for 20 years and, like I said, can't afford to... And I'm not saying that I'm someone that's in this position, um, but, you know, if you can't afford to donate that money to the club and then somebody that bought a season ticket for the 1920 season then donates their money back to the club and gets all this priority over someone that has been there, you know, through all of it, um, it seems a bit silly. So, yeah, I just, I just feel that... Um, that, that's the unfair thing about it. it. Obviously, they don't know how long everybody's, you know, been supporting the club and all that sort of thing. But I think the unfair thing about it is the kind of the guilt tripping, like we've already mentioned, um, and the fact that you're having to donate so much money to not really get that much back. I think it's fair to say then, Neil, that we, we've kind of covered the fact that the mention of the fact that other people are already donating the money back or have offered to do that. And then the fact that there's this extra priority that's already there. And that is one of the big things. So let's just go back to the shirt for a moment. Like the fact that you've, in order to get your name appear on the shirt, you've got to donate the portion of money that um, you're essentially that's, entitled. That's bullshit. That's bullshit. Expand. People... <laughs> people, well, people will contribute to the club by being a season ticket holder. Everyone's going to have very different circumstances at the moment, especially at the moment because of COVID. Um, and look, some people would have been furloughed, some people would have lost their jobs, some people would have been out of work since you know since March last year or whatever and stuff. So everyone's in a very different set of circumstances. And essentially, to to say, well, if you if you're in a position where you do, can donate the money back to us, then we'll stick your name on a shirt. That's that's crap. What they should have done, in my opinion, is all season ticket holders should have had their name on the shirt 
those that donate the money back to the club, give them a free shirt. That that's the simplest solution for me. I know they will never do that because they're like you said earlier, they're trying to maximize the amount of money they can make out of this. Essentially, that's what they're trying to do. It's damage limitations, it's making sure the club still earns money. And obviously, the, the centenary shirt or the anniversary shirt is going to be a big money maker, right? Because a lot of people will buy it. But I think sometimes you have to take the hit a little bit and you have to you have to reward because Mike's absolutely right with what Mike said earlier. Some people are going to be pissed off. Some people will flat out just not renew a season ticket just based on the fact that they feel pissed off at this experience. So I think they've got the shirt thing completely wrong, if I'm honest. I think all season ticket holders should have had their name on it. And those that that were in a position and were happy to donate the money to the club, then fine, you know, fair play. Um, here's a free shirt. I, I'd have been I'd have been quite happy if that the shirt thing was completely separated from this. And, and the option was you can have, you know, the credit, your money back, um, or you can donate. And this is what your donation will go to, you know, it will go to the academy or it will go to the education program. That, that's the option we had in the first round, wasn't it? You know, during last season. Yeah. And, and, and there will have been people angry at that as well. As you know, lots of people have said, and it's pretty fair that there is no perfect solution here. And it's also realistic to think that we're, you know, we're a league one club it effectively, you know, as, as of the end of last season, the lowest league one club in the table, aren't we? Having finished seventh in league two last year. No, nobody, not everybody would have been happy, but a refund, you know, the credit or donate with a nice explanation would have been good. And I think it would have settled down. I think, you know, people would have got, you know, the opinion would have come across. People would have been angry, but it would have settled down. Um, I would have been happy. You know, that would have been it's pretty much what I expected the option to be. I think I mentioned in the past, it would be nice to recognise the season ticket holders are donated in some other way. And there's a there's a website being created, isn't there? Proudtobe.com or something that they're creating um, to recognise people that are donating to the club. Something like that would have been nice. Um, the, the shirt thing is the thing that it's really riled people up, the shirt and the priority thing. That, that's, you know, they got that wrong. I think they probably were trying so hard to think of something special that it went a little bit too far the other way, is my opinion. Uh, okay. I just think, you know, look, essentially, you know, you, you're donating... Your, your season ticket money or your refund, whatever it is, the 40% refund back to the club, then you're, all oh, right, we'll stick your name on the shirt, but you're still going to have to fork out 50 quid for the shirt. And it's kind of, it's a bit like, I, I don't really get it. And I, I do get it from a business point of view, but it makes business sense, right? But I don't know, just the, the goodwill's lost a little bit for me on that part. Okay. Just, um, sorry, just back, back onto the business sense part as well. With the 125 year thing being next season, I know your birthday was this weekend. Uh, there was probably the potential to make a bit more money by charging people to have their name on the shirt completely separate from this scenario as well. That could have been an option that people may have liked. May, maybe not, but yeah, it could have been a separate opportunity. I, I'd have probably paid for that. Um, yeah, that's fair, mate. I think there is that. So, I mean, just to, just to clarify on it. So, it was – our birthday is in March – and so it's literally just gone in the last week. Um, this year, it was our 124th birthday, if you like. So March 2022 will be the birth date of the football club. And then the 2022-23 season will be the 125th season 
that the club has taken part in. So basically, if you think about it, if the club was to be um, created now, it wouldn't actually start playing in, in the league or any kind of competition until the start of next season. So that's what the club are doing with that. Um, so this shirt is going to be just worn in one game that will be the home game next season, which will be, uh, you know, the closest to the 125th uh, anniversary date. And then there is potential, of course, that that shirt, because a lot of people, you know, if we just if we just leave aside the the bit about the, the name embroidering and, and that side of it, there's a lot of people that absolutely love this shirt. Neil, you straight away, when you saw it, you just went, take my money. Yeah, then I realised and thought, hold on, if I can get this for free because my season's a bit older, then I'll take that. But, uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, yeah, hey, look, I love the shirt. Yeah, it's, 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 it's great. I love that sort of thing. Like, it's retro, bit throwback to our, our history and stuff. Yeah, I absolutely love that rather than off-the-shelf night prep. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. But, I mean, there is going to be an option, hopefully, that it could then be carried on and, and then worn throughout the 22-23 season. You know, that is something that could still happen. It will most likely depend on the success that the shirt sales have. Um, but let's just leave the, the shirt there for a moment. Matt, I want to come back to you again. So because your initial reaction was a negative one um, about the whole overall picture, did you actually have anything in mind before they announced, made the announcement, obviously a lot of people have found out that there was a meeting um, beforehand with some fans. So people were preparing for announcement and knew that there was one in, imminent. Um, was there anything that went into your head or that went through your mind as being what you would see as being justifiable to you? Um, I think it would have been a discount for next season, which is kind of what the credit option is, right? Um, with with the 40%. Um I don't think the shirt thing, I think like Mike said, they've probably got that, well, they have got that wrong in my opinion. And I think they should, um, they should have probably made that as a separate thing. I think, yeah, for me, um, I'm going to be going to university next year. Um, I'm going to be going from paying for, you know, a 99 pound season ticket as an under 18 to 300 and whatever it is next year or 200 and something. So that's like one hell of a jump. So if I can get a bit of a discount off that, um, then you know, that's going to be welcome because I'm probably not going to be able to come down. I'm going to be up north. I'm probably not going to be able to come down every week to, to buy a season ticket. And um, I think if the credit option wasn't given, I probably wouldn't have even considered renewing a season ticket for next year. So what about the, the percentage that's been offered to you? What, was there a percentage that you had in mind? You've just mentioned a credit, you know, a, a, a discount essentially off next year. Was, was there a number that you had in your head beforehand that you wanted to see? Um, not particularly. I think maybe for the current season ticket holders, it could have been maybe reduced or, or frozen by however much they felt was kind of justifiable. Um, I think the 40% is fair. Um, for me, obviously, a £100 under-18 ticket is only going to get me, um, I think it is actually just £40 towards towards next year, but anything towards it was was suitable. I think £40 probably isn't quite enough for, for the um, for the price that I'll be paying next year, but not every single person that's got an under-18 season ticket is in my situation where they, you know, they're going to be making that jump next year. And for my dad, he pays for, I think he pays for North Stand 1, um, you know, if he can get, I think it's a hundred pound off his next year, then, you know, he's absolutely loving that because he's paying a hundred pound less. And he's making a massive saving. 
what about you mike what what's the sort of situation with you in terms of you know the the, the what does the 40 percent mean to you for yours because i know it's not just you that has a ticket is it Oh, that's right. So we've got four season tickets, two adults and my two boys are both under 18. Um, so the, the refund and credit option in total for us is £280. So it's a, you know, that's a significant amount of money and it's worth thinking about. You know, that's a, that's a lot of money. I, um, I've not decided what option I'm going to go for yet, but yeah, I mean, that's, you know, it's a lot of money and can't be, you know, can't be brushed aside and it's going to be, you know, a discussion and a decision to make on whether, you know, we can afford to, take the shirt option which I we've we, we spoken about the shirt I do like the idea of it and I'd love to have our name stitched into it but at the same time you know my, my wife has had her hours reduced at work over Covid so we need to think about our financial position and it may be that the shirt option just isn't viable purely because of that so yeah it certainly gives us a decision to make but I would yeah I would love to be able to do both I kind of want to come in and, and, and play a little bit of devil's advocate with this here. Um, and Neil, feel free to tell me to go and take a, take a hike with it. But um, it, I, know, I know that obviously COVID did mean that we couldn't go to the games and that therefore the season ticket holders have essentially not got the money's worth. Um, however, if you'd have been to, if you'd been to the games... And then, but you know, let's just say normal times, you'd been to the games and then a similar kind of thing happened in regards to um, either your work or, or to what has happened uh, with your wife, Mike, um, where hours are being reduced or, you know, you could lose your job or anything like that. Then obviously you would be looking at the next season and that's where you'd be looking at it and you'd be going, well, actually we can't afford to buy a new season to get and renew. But you wouldn't be able to turn around to the club and ask for a refund or any kind of help towards getting a new season ticket for the following year so does it all come down to the fact that essentially you've not been able to go to the ground to watch the games because you have been able to see the games whether you've taken up the offer of watching the games on iFollow is a different matter but the option was there and the ability to be able to watch the games or the at least from the club's perspective is there? I mean, am I being a bit? I don't, I don't know. Yes, I... you are. Yeah. Okay, okay. It's not the same. The ability, sorry, Mike. It's not the same, is it? The ability is there to watch it on iFollow. Yeah, great. Mm. It's nowhere near the same experience when you're mm. paying for a season ticket. It's to it's for the experience more so than the football when you're following the cobblers, right? So it's it's more so like I know Mike. You've got you've got a couple of lads. I've got my kids. It's part of taking the kids to the cobblers and having a day out with them and experiencing it and sort of indoctrinating them into, into football life and stuff. It's not the same when you're home. It's hard enough. Like when my, my kids, well, I can barely get them to watch it on iPhone because there's Xboxes and stuff at home. You don't have that at cobblers, do you? So it's, it, it, it's not the same. And I get what you're saying, but it, it, they did what they could, right? And stuff, but it's nowhere near the same experience. If you paid, I mean, it's probably slightly different for me because mine's a North Stand season ticket, um, which was 249 quid, I think, or something. So the balance of what an iFollow ticket is, is a tenner in it. So it's relatively close-ish, give or take, um, in that respect. If you paid for a West Stand or an East Stand season ticket, though, it's, it's, it's a vast difference. I think the opinion. other thing is, I think the other thing is, um, I don't think any of us were kind of expecting, 
I know we obviously paid the price and, and paid for the tickets knowing that we're not going to be able to go to every game this season. Everyone kind of expected that. But I don't think we kind of expected to still be, you know, in this situation where we're not allowed to go to games at all. I think some of us kind of expected, well, I, I certainly, I'm, I'm probably was too positive and I probably had too much confidence in the government, but we won't go into that. Um, we, uh, <laughs> I, I kind of expect, look where that happened, yeah. I kind of expected um, us to kind of be in it for, you know, we were paying for season tickets in the summer, weren't we? So I was kind of expecting maybe December, January, something like that, that maybe we'd eat, maybe we, when we're going into these tiers, maybe be able to go to, to games, one in every three games, whatever it was going to be. Um, but obviously that hasn't happened and that probably could have, contributed to why people are so angry about this kind of um, the fact that they've had to pay full price and have to donate that much back to be able to have their name on a shirt. And I know that's not what we're kind of talking about at the minute, but I just think that's something that a lot of people probably thought differently about. Um, you know, some people would have thought I'm not going to a single game this season. Some people like me would have thought I'll probably be able to go to maybe one in three for the second half of the season. On the, on that though, Sorry, Mike. I'll come to you anyway on this. You know, on that note, when you when you chose to buy a season ticket at the start of the year, everybody was aware that they weren't going to be able to go to that first game of the season. Now, like Matt has said there, that he was thinking and he was hopeful it would be sort of December, January. There was obviously the October date, I think, at the time, was what was being touted around in the press, having come from the government. But essentially, the fact that you haven't been able to go, or we haven't been able to go to the football for more than twice this year, isn't the club's fault. It's not the club's... You know, it wasn't the club that said, no, you can't come. It was the government putting a law in place that basically locked the country down. And it wasn't just football that that obviously... um, you know, affected, you know, pubs are shut as well. Um, other businesses like hairdressers and stuff like that, not allowed to operate. Exactly the same kind of thing. Now, I appreciate there's, with those things, there's there's not the issue of a season ticket in, in the way of it, so to speak. However, my point is, is that it wasn't the football club's decision to stop and the football club have, you know, the only way that I can actually see that would have been the best way of going about doing things from a financial point of view for the fans so that nobody kicked up a fuss is that they actually didn't sell season tickets in the first place last season and just said, when you come, there will be a priority given to the people that were season ticket holders the previous season. So, but you will still have to buy your ticket if you are going to go to a game and if that actually happens. Now, had it then got to sort of December time and we'd gone back to normal, obviously hindsight, wonderful thing, we didn't and it was never likely to really happen, but it was being talked about. Had it actually have gone well and we'd have been back in the ground sort of December, January, the club could have then sold their half season tickets for the remainder of the season and done some sort of price then to do it. I kind of feel like the club is in a complete no lose through no, sorry, no win um, situation through no fault of their own. And as much as I don't agree with, or as much as I see the arguments and I see why people are so upset and why people are so angry, um, you know, and I do, and I also turn around fully and, and go, 
I don't have the same kind of emotion attached to it because it's not my money that was put into a different place. So I, I get that. But I kind of I, I, I just see it from the club's point of view and going, well, either they did that, which meant that they would get no money coming in whatsoever from the fans as they would normally budget for with season tickets. And the squad was already crap enough as it was with the season ticket money. I mean, I, I just think that there is, it was completely lose-lose and it doesn't matter what the club did either at the start of this season in regards to selling season tickets or now in, you know, trying to um, compensate, for want of a better word, the people that did. Any, any thoughts on that, Mike, at all? No, I, I think you're right. Um, I mean, if, if you browse the social media of other clubs that are starting to put out their options, you know, be it discounts or whatever, there's, there's a similar balance of feeling across all clubs, isn't there? You know, some people are happy, some people are not. Um, so, yeah, I think you're right that it is pretty lose-lose. Just um, going back to your point before about the, um, you know, had the season happened and we were able to go to every game and you know people's financial situations can also change that's um that, that's a difficult one because we you know we couldn't have expected the pandemic situation to occur uh, but what it does do is it takes the club completely out of the conversation doesn't it and makes it a private conversation so if you know there was no pandemic and even me or my wife had lost our jobs and were you know a bit less financially stable um, that's our conversation and our decision to make outside of the club, isn't it? So it almost makes it separate. Well, it does make it completely separate. It would never be that we didn't want to renew. You know, we always would like to renew, but it takes it away from the situation. So it's difficult to compare but both, isn't it? Do you think that this, so being what it is and the offer, did that make either of you actually contemplate not renewing? I know that we haven't discussed whether you are going to renew or not at this moment. You, you, you've said that you're still going to have to have a conversation, both of you. Um, but did it make you instantly say, no, I'm not renewing, Matt, or not? No, it didn't, to be fair. It didn't. Um, I've, I've kind of, like I said about the university thing, I've kind of just been really torn on, you know, am I going to be willing to come home every weekend to, to watch us? And obviously you've got until the end of what is it end of April to make your decision. So by then we'll probably know what league we're in. Um, I don't think that would make too much of a difference. I did contemplate not renewing it because I, I simply thought that with, with the kind of degree I want to do that, I'm going to be busy at the weekends and, and out and about kind of doing work experience and that sort of stuff. Um, but I don't think there was a point where I was definitely set on the fact that I'm not going to renew it, but we have kind of had a chat and I, I don't know if we're going to come on to this later, but we have kind of had a chat about, what we think is going to be the best option for us. But I never thought um, I'm absolutely, there is no way I'm going to renew. It's always kind of been, you know, 50-50. Mike, what about you? Did it, did it, I mean, you, I know that you were more content than Matt was initially, but did it cross your mind at all to sort of go, that's not good enough. I wouldn't renew again. No, no, we will, you know, absolutely be renewing again and, and will have done irrespective of the offer. The, I mean, mine and Matt's situation is slightly different. The, going to the football at the weekend is part of my family life. You know, it's a big part of my family life. It's, uh, and Neil touched on it earlier, you know, my two boys 
come to the away games, come to the home game. My wife has been convinced and she's taken the attitude we can't beat them, join them. So if she wants to see us, she has to come with us. So she so she's now going to come as well. And it's uh, yeah, it's part of our family routine. So, you know, I will have had it even been zero refund, I will have still probably renewed uh, because it's you know it's more to our family than that. Neil, do you see why people are so or why there are people that actually have turned around and, and maybe it is just venting straight away immediate reaction on social media but there are people that i've seen saying that's it you won't be getting my money again yeah well, i understand it and i get it um everyone's different right everyone's got their own opinions everyone's what's right for one person isn't right for, you, for the next person so i uh, people will like we've touched on, people will be happy. People will be a bit miffed off, but be able to deal with it. Other people will no doubt be be furious, and, and sort of that'll be it for them until probably until the season next season year season tickets gets announced, and then they'll get caught up in it and end up buying one anyway. So um, it's I don't know. It's it's a difficult one. I do think that they did miss a little bit of a trick by. I just feel like they could have perhaps bumped up the percentage offer a little bit. I, I actually feel like they could have offered a full refund. Um, I, I think I would be surprised if you added that amount of people that take it up, but maybe, you know, people potentially w- would have done, I'm sure. Um, and essentially all, all they'd have needed to do in that situation, right, would be offer a full refund and then deduct off that refund however many iFollow games they've watched because um, they've got all those stats and stuff and it would probably be a bit of admin work and stuff but um, I, I don't know I just think as a, as a goodwill gesture I don't know Peterborough oh, we shouldn't mention them um, mm. but I have done sorry um, <laughs> Get out. they they mm. offer a, a, a pro-rated refund depending on how many games you've been to watch obviously so you've been to watch one then you get it all back bar one game um, and Maybe that comes down to financials, right? Maybe it's easier for people to be able to do that because they're in a better financial position than we are as a club. But it's tough to please everyone. But I do think there could have been a bit of a better offering. I think 40% as well. What sort of riled me a little bit that the 40% offering, how they worked it out, I understand how they worked it out and all that sort of stuff. I get that. I just feel like they could have bumped it up to 50% at least and just as a, like a goodwill thing. Because 50% sounds better than 40%. Sounds much more, doesn't it? Yeah. I know it's not, but it, it's just it's just that look, you know, forty percent of it is this, but you know, we'll bump it up to fifty percent. Do you know what I mean? It's just a bit of a better message to send. Two, two, point, two points on that, Neil, is um, that the, the, sorry, Charles, the the forty percent doesn't work out as an exact maths if you've got more than one season ticket. Um, so if it was me on my own, great, forty percent. I watch, I follow, I. Uh, I was about to say I enjoy the iFollow coverage and I, <laughs> I, I tolerate the iFollow coverage. Um, people that can't that operate scoreboards. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, that, 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 that's, that's great. Um, there's four people in our house that have season tickets. We don't watch four separate screens. Yeah. Um, and, and all four of us, you know, it's, yeah, it's, it's not an exact science. Um, the, the other thing is uh, something they probably could have done. And I, I get this is easy for me to say, and I know others have said it is um, maybe gauge some opinion before the offer was made, get, get an opinion on what people were thinking about knowing that there was going to be some sort of offer. Now, logistically, I know that's not easy. You know, it's to, it needs somebody to distribute some sort of survey to collate the answers, to go through. And, you know, it's not an easy thing to do. But at the same time, we have... It known- is, by the way. 
really easy to do. Oh, or maybe it is. <laughs> maybe I'm being too fair on them. But you are being too fair, Mike. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, you, you get me, don't you? It's um. Yeah. It's, we're, we're talking about this now after the event. Yeah. Uh, well, we could have probably had this conversation before the event and and save some hassle. I'm sure. And um, this is this is based on speaking to people. Um, that some sort of refunding credit option alone would have satisfied most people um, and wouldn't have angered others. Sorry, Neil, I'd just like to point out that obviously the club the club will say, and, and rightly, they will say that they did seek opinion beforehand uh, of, of announcing it. Now, whether that was enough, i.e. the invitation for the meeting, and the one thing that I will say is that I went to that meeting because I was invited. Um, they They said what they said, what the offer was. And everyone in that room was asked at the very beginning, straight away, everybody was asked, if you've got any ideas of what we could do, then please tell us right now. Nobody had any ideas. And that includes me. I didn't, you know, I was literally there thinking, well, I'd just like to hear what, you know, you've just not decided upon, but what you've come up with to put forward to us. And when they then gave those options, there was not a single person in the room that turned around and went, this is dreadful. There was not a single person that had the reaction that was then seen on social media. Now, so you could say that, well, that's a focus group of sorts. They have got fans. I I don't know the percentage of people that were season ticket holders. I don't know everybody's individual circumstances of those that were there. I just know my own, which is that I'm not a season ticket holder. However, isn't isn't the problem with that though? That so you're right, they did do that. But if like take me for example, and and I'll use my when I'm at work analogy. If I'm in a meeting and I'm or a meeting, I should say, if I'm in a meeting um, and I'm taking uh, and I'm listening to stuff or whatever it may be, I the way my brain works and the way I work is I don't have an instant response. I need to go away, process that information, have time to think about it. Sometimes I'll sleep on it and stuff. Then I'll formulate my opinion and my response after that. So if you're in a meeting with, you know, I don't know how long that meeting was, Charles, obviously you were in it. I assume it was about an hour or so. Yeah, it was about Um, an hour. Yeah. If if I'm in that and I'm hearing what they're saying and stuff, at that point, if I'd have been in that meeting, I probably wouldn't have reacted in any way, Mm -hmm. shape or form because I'm still taking it all in trying to formulate how I actually feel about it. And And that's to Mike's point where I think Mike's right. I think, you know, the focus group made sense. You know, these are our initial thoughts and stuff. Okay, look, the feedback initially from there is relatively positive. Let's get that out to the masses and and get more feedback on it and then go from, do you know what I mean? So I I just think they probably have missed a little bit of a trick there because because everybody learns differently as well. And I know this isn't necessarily a learning thing, but it kind of is for people to process stuff and and, and understand stuff. You you can't form an instant opinion. You think think the other side of that, sorry. If you think about what I said earlier on as well, um, even in the real life situation, uh, the the announcement came out, I was instantly content and thought, yeah, that looks great. But remember, I I said that having reflected, being a reflective person and having spoken to other people about their opinion, my opinion slightly changed. And it's exactly the same as you've just just described, Neil, isn't it? People are reflective, aren't they? Yeah. Uh, having, having something presented to you often looks quite good, especially if it's presented in a in a positive way. And yeah, people are reflective and can change opinion and have done, I guess, in this situation. Yeah, and I'll, I'll second that to be fair, because you know, at the meeting, I did think it it all sounded quite fair. And as I said earlier on, maybe um, I didn't hear certain parts of it, or maybe they weren't presented. I don't know. I can't remember. I just know that I didn't 
recognize those bits when when they were shown up later um at the time i thought everything sounded pretty fair and i was trying to make sure that i was balancing it between you know the club getting something and the fans getting something the season to gold is getting something so i i did but then on reflection and seeing the reaction and not and when i say seeing the reaction i actually mean seeing the very very good detailed points that a lot of people made this wasn't like just instant oh god you know like like you do it let's take that penalty for example you know your instant reaction i don't know what yours was but my instant reaction was i threw my pen at the floor and was like are you joking effing and jeffing at the referee you know and all this that and the other i mean on reflection that's still a dreadful decision but you know it wasn't like every single person on twitter that night was just giving a knee-jerk reaction. A lot of people had very good, valid points that they were then just making very, very well and without, you know, coming across like they were just throwing, you know, the the toys out of the pram, so to speak. And having then looked through and seen all of those opinions, I mean, look, I, I still see the side of the football club. I have to say that I still see that there has to be a balance. And I do want a football club to be there for me to support in the future. So there has to be that balance. But I now actually, you know, on reflection, having seen all that, I completely see where everybody's coming from and why they're so upset and why it doesn't go far enough to do stuff. I completely get it. But at the time in the meeting, I did think it was completely fair and it sounded reasonable. And everybody in the meeting agreed. It wasn't just... You know, there, there wasn't a single person that turned around and went, no, you've got it wrong. Go on, Matt. But do you think, surely, if that was another thing that kind of annoyed me, but I don't really want to kind of go into that, that there was kind of this exclusive meeting and it wasn't, it didn't, wasn't kind of branched out as like a questionnaire. But the thing I was going to say um, a minute ago was if I was sat in front of the, the instant response with Neil thing that Neil said is also, you know, very much relevant. But if I was sat, you know, in front of a computer screen, and I had the CEO of, you know, my football club on there um, and I had a different opinion to him. And, you know, I'd been angered probably by something that he'd said. I probably wouldn't have it in me to actually put that opinion forward to him because I'd, I'd probably be kind of afraid of the maybe the reaction that I'd get back. Um, yeah. So obviously I'm not saying that that's kind of how you felt or how anybody on that meeting felt. But there could, you know, there's probably going to be somebody on that meeting who maybe thought that, mm, I'm not too sure about this, but maybe didn't want to challenge it. And I think if maybe the club would have put out like a questionnaire that was anonymous or, or something like that, then people would have been a bit more honest about how they felt about it rather than having this kind of meeting where, you know, if if you've got a differing opinion and you, you're having to present it there and then to, to the, the chief executive of the football club, I don't think that's something I probably would have done if I was there. Um, I think people are more likely to be more honest if it's an anonymous sort of survey or, or you know, fill in this form and say what you think kind of thing. Or even even if it's not anonymous, even if it's just something you can do aside. I mean, what you've yeah. described there, Matt, is stage fright, right? You know, people, I, I see yeah. it at work all the time. People do not like being on the spot and do not like standing up and talking to people individually in front of a crowd. So that's a valid thing, isn't it? You know, people do st- do feel stage fright and uh, it's difficult to put your opinion across if you're, you know, a bit shy that way. Oh, yeah, I agree totally. And I mean, and bloody hell, James Whiting's got a right old death stare on him, hasn't he? So, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. But it, like, it's absolutely bang on, Matt. It's like some people wouldn't have felt comfortable and probably did want to say the odd thing here or there. But if you've got, who was on there? Was, was Kelvin Thomas on there as well? 
No, it was from the club. Um, James Whiting was there. Gareth Wilshire was there. And um, Wendy was there um, in her supporters liaison role. And is it Caroline that's in the sales team? Oh, yeah. Yeah. I, yeah. I, thought you, I thought you were going to say Clarence then. <laughs> yeah, Clarence. <laughs> Clarence was just there at the corner. Sat, yeah. there. <laughs> Sat there giving everyone a death stare, threatening <laughs> to breathe fire unless they all agreed. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, it's, I don't think, yeah. Because I, I mean, basically, the, the only real people from the club that really spoke were, were James, mostly it was James. Um, and Gareth just filled in any blanks, um, as Gareth tends to do. Um, you know, He's there to support because he's just a font of knowledge. Um, I, I do see, I do see exactly what you're saying, and I, I get the stage right thing. I just, in my opinion, it wasn't nobody. Nobody was just silent in that meeting. There wasn't anyone that was just there going and sort of hiding away or or being shy. Everybody was you know, did give their thing and, and basically everybody, you know, different varying degrees of it, but everybody just turned around and went, yeah, seems good to me. Um, they could have done it right. They could have done it, like even without, they didn't want to do a survey because they, they didn't fancy the admin or whatever. But by the way, doing a Google survey on Google is like the easiest thing to do in the world. It, it collates the results for you. Um, that's, another, that's for a Google podcast, not for this. Um, so it, it, but they could quite easily have, have they had this this initial Zoom session, right? And then they could have said to everyone that was on the Zoom, right, if you go away and garner some feedback for us, we'll have another Zoom session in, in a day or two, and then we'll, let's regroup. Like, that would have been a, a pretty simple way of doing things. Or just, or just giving them the information before, you know, the yeah, yeah. say out as an email. And, you know. Yeah, this is, this is what we're looking at. These are our ideas. Go and have a chat. Come with some feedback. yeah. It, it, will, it will add a gold star as well to a club that lots of people say do communications quite poorly as well, don't they? It was a, yeah. it was good, it would have been a good opportunity for them to sort of open themselves up and involve people. So it would have been a say an extra brownie point in lots of people's eyes. Mike okay. Fuller giving out the gold stars, love it. Hey, <laughs> um, right. Let's move on very slightly. So one of the other issues um, that I noticed people had with the offer. Um, and we have mentioned it ever so slightly with the way that they worked out the percentage to be 40%. So I saw people on Twitter stating that when they took the season ticket, they were told that iFollow would be free for season ticket holders. And now the club have said that they worked out the discount based on, well, how much did iFollow cost a normal uh, non-season ticket holder? for every single home game. So that's 230 quid. And then they've knocked that price off the most expensive West End season ticket, which is, I don't know, about 380, something like that, nearly 400 quid. And that roughly makes it 40% of the price of the season ticket. So that's where they've got the 40% from. Fans of, or some fans have said since that, well, you said the iFollow was free. But now you're actually charging us for it. Where where do you stand on that, Matt? I think that's a difficult one. I don't think you can expect your football club to let you watch games for free. Um, I think that's just. I think if you're saying that, then that's kind of a, a bit ridiculous. But you can kind of see where people are coming from. The club have probably got that wrong themselves in terms of 
marketing it as free. They should have said, you're buying a season ticket and included in the price of the season ticket will be iFollow games. And then obviously, if we can come back into stadiums, then then you'll be able to go. So I think the club maybe, Mike just mentioned communication, they probably maybe miscommunicated that. I don't think it's unreasonable for them to have, to have said that at all. Um, I think that's probably the the minimum they could have done to work it out. Neil mentioned earlier the half price thing, but I think the minimum was, you know, you've had your £230 worth of games. I'm sure, you know, Charles, you probably will have paid that much for if you've watched every home game this season and probably a bit more for the away games as well. So I think I think that's fair. But like Neil said, the 50%, just bump it up a little bit just to make it look that little bit better would probably have worked. Mike, are you of the same opinion? I mean, just, just while you answer, I'm, I'm trying to find the actual wording that the club gave regarding it so that we can definitely give that um, yay or nay, basically, with regards to did the club say it was free or did they get the wording wrong? I'm I'm with Matt. Yeah, it's all about the wording. So, I mean, if I'm honest, that's not something I'd picked up on. Um, my opinion was that iFollow was included as part of my season ticket. If they've if they've said the word free, then that's you know, that's poor wording, isn't it? You know, I fully expected to be included, but not free of charge. Because at the time, of course, we were hoping that that we'd be back in there um, and watching the games. So. As far as I can see, there isn't any mention of iFollow whatsoever. It literally just says season ticket holders will have priority access to matches should capacity be limited. So essentially, that's saying if we weren't going to be able to let everybody in, season ticket holders would go in first. I mean, from what I can see, and I may well be wrong and it's just not, I'm, I'm not able to find it or for whatever reason, but there isn't a mention of iFollow anywhere. That, that I can see. So I do kind I do, well, I do kind of understand it. I do understand why people are saying that, you know, they've taken that price and that they've been, you know, they're, they're now being charged for something that they were told were free. But then again, if I turn around to you and say, well, you've got a season ticket. So what, what is it about five games are free a season? So it's something like that, isn't it? Because the amount is... So if I rock up at Sixfields, I have to pay £24. Whereas your season ticket works out as being... Or a season ticket, I should say, will work out as being considerably cheaper per game. So eventually, at some point, towards the end of the season, you're actually watching games for free. Now, that wording won't isn't right because you're not paying nothing for games you are paying but you're you're paying a you're paying less money than than I am if I went to every single game of the season I I, I feel like in that terms for me it's semantics rather than what is actually an issue if that makes sense the the, the, the cynic in the fan base would may say that the article's been taken down because it's got the word free in it which is why you can't find it <laughs> <laughs> but no I, I agree yeah it's um you know, you do get an element of games free if you look into it, look at it like that. You know, four or five games at the end of the season are effectively free as a bonus for paying in advance, aren't they? And for paying a lot of money all in one. Neil, yeah. based on everything that, you know, the club have said and, and what you've seen other fans saying, are you likely to, and I say this in terms of just, you know, acknowledging the fact that your financial situation may have changed, but if we just ignore anything like that, would you be likely to renew your season ticket next season based on this information that you've had? 
probably would actually on the base are probably a little bit different i've not had a season ticket for a while this year was my first one for a good few years usually i just turn up and pay on the day so i don't really feel like i've got to experience it so i probably will next year depending on prices and stuff i'll be eagerly awaiting to see what the figures are um i mean it would be ideal really to to see what the figures for the new season tickets are before the closing date of whether you want a refund or percentage refund or what not, because that would probably impact my decision. Um, if it was the same price in the North stand again, I'd probably say, keep the money, lob my name on the shirt and I'll pay for the season ticket anyway. Whereas if it got up by hundred quid, then I'll be like, well, actually that covers the hundred quid, which they might well do if they're smart. Well, that's a, a another point, isn't it? Is that we've not had the price of next year's season tickets yet. They could well put them up by 40%, thus making the 40% credit or refund that they're offering. I think if worthless. they do that, then there'd be uproar. Do you rightly. imagine the reaction? Yeah, yeah <laughs> rightly be so. Be typical, yeah, it would be like, I would, if they did that, I wouldn't get a season ticket. I'd be, I would genuinely would be like, well, fuck you. <laughs> uh, well, uh, yeah, I, I, yeah, completely. Um, right. Before we go, I just want to give the opportunity to um, yourself, Mike and Matt, um, if there's anything else that you want want to sort of say on the subject and that we've not really covered, then then please be my guest at this point. Uh, no, probably nothing else from me. Um, like I said earlier in the pod, I will renew my season ticket, as will the other three in my family. You know, we're, it, It's part of our family life and it's something I want to continue doing. Um, and... Again, as I mentioned before, I think the the shirt the shirt thing has just made it more of a discussion than it would have been had that option not been there. So I will still still be renewing. So if the club are listening, they can be assured of a, a few quid from us. <laughs> and um, yeah, let's hope things settle down and let's just get back to watching it. Right, that's what we want to do. Get back into the right. stadium and talk about it properly. Matt, what about you? Anything that you think we've missed tonight? No, I don't think so. I think we've pretty much covered it all. I think I'm the same as Mike. I, I probably will end up renewing next season. Um, I think in terms of what option we'll take, I think, I know this is probably going to sound ridiculous because I've argued against the shirt thing the whole way through, um, but I'll probably put my name onto the shirts because it's, it's £40 isn't you know a massive difference um, for next season. And then I think my dad will probably... Um, put the hundred pound or we'll split the, if we can split the hundred pounds between us next season towards next year's season tickets, if that kind of makes sense. So yeah, I'll probably, I'll probably have my name on the shirt. I don't, whether or not I'll buy it, I don't know. That's something I'll wait and see when the prices come out. And um, But yeah, I think I'll be renewing next season. And then, like I said, with my uni stuff, kind of see how much, how much value I get out of it. And then, you know, the year after that, I'll then probably reassess. But next year, definitely I'll, uh, I'll be renewing if the prices aren't ridiculous, like we've just mentioned. If, if they allow me to write Leeds United fan Mike Fuller on the show, I'll definitely write <laughs> I was just about to say, Matt, much better things to be doing at uni than coming back to watch the Cobblers, mate. That's it. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I d- right. Okay. Uh, thank you very much, guys. <laughs> Before we go, uh, I would like to just just say thanks very much to, to Mike and to Matt for, for joining us and coming and giving their opinions. And I also appreciate the fact that at the end of this, pretty much the three season ticket holders that we've got here have all said that they probably will renew. And I know that there are people out there that will be listening right now who will be completely the opposite of that. Um, 
we're not trying to make this about, you know, proving the club right or proving any of the fans that have disagreed right. It was just a simple case of just let's just get a couple of different opinions to to minor Neil's and, and see what people have to say about what the announcement is. I'm sure, you know, there will be people that will turn around and say that, well, because we've all turned around and, and said, actually, it's not that bad that, you know, we've maybe not been as hard hitting as you might have wanted us to. Please feel free to, you know, message us on Twitter send us an email, it's all cobblers at gmail.com. By all means, um, put it out there with your opinion, um, anything that's on there. We, we love getting your feedback and we, lo- we, we do really listen and you know read every single thing that you do send through. So thanks very much, guys. Thank you, Neil. Um, I'll be back again at some point with the preview show. Matt may well be joining me as well for this uh, uh, before the Doncaster game on Saturday. Neil, I'll see you next week, mate. See you next Tuesday, Charles. There's the cup. There's the pictures you'll see on tomorrow's back pages. The Cobblers are going through into Division 1. Bring them on because we deserve it. Support the podcast on Patreon by joining the It's All Cobblers To Me fan club. Every month, you'll receive access to exclusive bonus content, such as our Meet the Staff series, hear our player interviews before anyone else, and be invited to regular meetups. By joining the fan club, you'll be helping us to continue our sponsorship of NTFC women's player Abby Bruin and enable us to keep the podcast and all our other content going to the high standards you expect. To join the fan club, go to patreon.com forward slash cobblers to me.